Good day, brothers and sisters, and welcome to another edition of Centurion Faith, the podcast that helps the believer in Jesus Christ to seek the kind of faith that makes him marvel. Hebrews 11.6 says, Without faith, it's impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to God must not only believe that he exists, but that he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. When we diligently seek the Lord, we'll find him. He promises that. He's not hard to find. We just don't want to seek. Any, anyone who asks, God will answer. Anyone who really seeks with all of their heart will find God. And anyone who knocks at his door, he will open it. Matter of fact, he knocks at the door of our heart and we have to open it. The door of our heart has a, has a knob, one knob, only on the inside, not on the outside. And we, we choose to, to open it or keep it closed. And we open our heart to God and seek him with all of our heart. It says throughout the Old Testament and the New Testament, when we seek God with all of our heart, we always find him. God's word cannot be broken. John 10, 35, the scriptures, Jesus said, cannot be broken. You can count on the accuracy, the integrity, and the reliability of God's word. Every word is God-breathed. From Genesis all the way to Revelation, all 66 books are completely accurate, reliable, trustworthy, faithful. Jesus himself hinged everything he did on the scriptures. At the time, he just had the Old Testament. He had the Torah, the books of Moses, the prophets, the Psalms, and he used the scripture all the time. He used it to, to, to conquer the temptation of the devil in the wilderness right after he got baptized and he was led by the spirit in the wilderness to be tempted. He was there 40 days and 40 nights and he whooped the, he whooped the devil, he whooped his ass and he used the scriptures to do it. If Jesus himself was constantly quoting scripture, relying on scripture and said in John 10, 35, the scriptures cannot be broken he relied completely on the accuracy, the integrity, and the reliability of the scriptures of God's word. And we need to do the same. We can do no less. Problem is, the problem is not that God's word fails. It's just that we fail to believe it. The, the good news, the gospel, is such good news when we dig into it. That's what the, the word gospel means in Greek. It's a superlative. It means, it means good news. It means news that is so good that it's hard to believe. The word gospel is only used outside of the scriptures. In all of Greek literature, it's only used twice because it's such a superlative. It means the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, what that word means, gospel, is that this news is so good, it's so over the top, it's hard to believe. And that's the problem. Jesus says, believe. That's all he asks us to do is believe his word, act on his word, and we see his spirit move. All we have to do is go. Anyway, I want to share with you today, sorry I went off on that uh, little spiritual rabbit trail there, my my little spiritual rant. I hope it helped you. 
I'm trying to work out my salvation and help you work out yours. You know, the way you see God and the way you experience God and the way you walk with Jesus Christ and the Lord and the way you express him on the earth, each of you individually listening is very unique. It's as unique as your fingerprint. It's as unique as your own personal DNA or the eye pattern in your iris. It's amazing to me that there's 8 billion people on the planet and if everybody followed after Jesus, everybody individually could be a unique expression of Jesus. That's how infinite God is. But collectively, we make up his body. All the parts make up the whole and we're nothing without each other. That's what the body of Christ is like and I really feel led by the Holy Spirit. I just thank God for sending the Holy Spirit. I thank him for sending Jesus to die on the cross for us. Thank Jesus for his perfect sacrifice of his life. The one thing that we hang on to so closely and cling to, he gave up freely. The one thing that we fear the most, death, he conquered. That's amazing. And when he shed his blood, it was for the remission of our sins. 1 John 2, 2 says not only for our sins, but the sins of the entire world. That's amazing. All we have to do is believe that. We're so free. We're so forgiven. To be forgiven is to be free. To realize that there's nothing separating us. Because of Jesus Christ, there's nothing separating us from the Father. The curtain was torn in two. The veil is lifted. And we can enter in boldly to the throne room of grace because of what Jesus has done. And now today, Jesus, as he promised, he said after he finished his work and on the third day was raised again, he said he was going up to be with the Father to return to his seat of glory and he would send the Holy Spirit. And it's by the Holy Spirit we live today. So I pray this over anyone listening. I don't care if there's only one listener I didn't, it doesn't matter. I'm just sharing here. I believe this is what God wants me to do and I'm just gonna do it. I'm not gonna look at the numbers. Maybe you're that one listener who's actually listening and can hear what the Spirit of God says and what the Word of God says. And I just say to you, embrace the Holy Spirit. Welcome him, the third member of the Trinity. Holy Spirit, thank you. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in my life. I like to tell him that. Lead me, guide me. Help me to learn who you are, Holy Spirit. Teach me about you. I learn a lot about the Father. I've learned a lot about Jesus who lives in me through your powerful presence. But I want to know you, Holy Spirit, in a new and living way. Thank you. My message today is, is a funny title. God has really given me back my sense of humor. I'm way too serious um, in this walk. And, and one thing God has really given me that's really saved me and helped me so much in my life is having a sense of humor. My wife and I joke all the time that if we didn't have humor, we probably wouldn't even be together these 25 years. Having a sense of humor is critical. So I share that with you today as I share the title of this message and I can't even get it out because it's so funny. I really feel like the Lord gave it to me this morning and the title of the message, and I'll explain, 
title of today's message is you are a complete idiot you are a complete idiot and uh the scripture that i was looking at this morning is colossians 2:10 and colossians 2:10 says you are complete in him who is the head over every power and authority you know god sees us as complete when he filled us up with the holy spirit it says in in 1 John 4, 13, how do we know that we abide in him and he abides in us? And it says, because he's given us his spirit. God's word cannot be broken. If he says he's given us the Holy Spirit and he says in Colossians 2, 10, that he's filled us with the Holy Spirit, well, that word cannot be broken. It can only just be believed. And so I believe we are filled with the Holy Spirit. We are complete in him. We just don't believe we are. Colossians 2.10 says, You are complete in him who is the head over all principality and power. In him you are also circumcised with the circumcision made without hands. In other words, no, no hands were used in this circumcision. In putting off the body of sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Jesus Christ, buried with him in baptism, and also risen with him through through the faith of the operation of God who raised him from the dead. Salvation was God's idea. Doing salvation the way that the word says he's done it, the way Jesus said this is the way it's gonna go down. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna die for your sins. Shed my blood for the complete remission of all sins, past, present, and future. Not only your sins, but the sins of the entire world. First John 2, 2. I'm going to go up, be seated when my work is finished at the right hand of the Father. And then I'm going to shed forth the Holy Spirit in your heart. And he is going to lead you, guide you, teach you, remind you of all things I've said. And he's going to lead you into all truth. And he's going to show you things to come. Man, we need that today. We need the wisdom the Holy Spirit brings, the wisdom of Christ. And Jesus said in John 14, 12, all the things that I'm doing, you're going to do because I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit. He said, and if you ask anything in my name, I'll do it. If you obey my commands, just obey the word. But we are complete. And, and the funny thing is, the reason I use the title today, You Are a Complete Idiot, is because I was praying this morning and just meditating on that word. And I said, God, I, you say we're complete. You see us as complete. But why do I feel sometimes like such an idiot i don't feel complete i don't do things that would would lead me to believe that i'm complete in my in my union with christ and he and that's i felt like the holy spirit just spoke to me and said you are a complete idiot and so both are 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 true but we are complete in our spiritual our spiritual union with Christ. We are three parts, spirit, soul, and body. And the part of us that God communes with is our spirit. Jesus said in John 4, when he began his ministry, he said to the woman at the well, my father is looking for worshipers, John 4.23 and 4.24. He says it twice in a row to get our attention. He says, my father's looking for worshipers that worship in spirit and in truth. These are the kind of worshipers my father's looking for. So when we, we see that we are complete in our spiritual union with Christ, but we also have the other two thirds of us, our flesh, that is our unrenewed mind, our natural mind, 
and our bodies, which the Bible refers to as our flesh. And my flesh is dumb as a box of rocks, and so is yours. I have news for you. If you think your flesh is like maybe grade A1 US choice flesh, and there are people that are smarter in the natural than other people, but by and large, we are all just idiots. God calls us sheep, and sheep are the dumbest animals out there. They're cute and, 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 and you know, kind of adorable, especially a little lamb. But they are dumb as a box of rocks. They're the dumbest animal. I mean, he has to lead them beside. He leads us, our, his sheep, beside quiet waters because sheep are so dumb that if you lead them to the rapids, they'll actually drown themselves trying to get a drink of water. They'll stick their head into the rapids and, and suck up water in their lungs and die. So he has to lead them beside quiet waters because they're too dumb to even get a drink out of a rapids. But anyway, that's, um, that's the way we are in our flesh. And when you see that you have to separate, Hebrews 4.12 says the word of God is sharp. It's quick and powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. Piercing and dividing soul and spirit. Soul and spirit, joints and marrow. And it's a discerner of the thoughts and intentions of the heart. It's dividing our soul and our spirit, our flesh and our spirit. And we are complete in our union with Christ. When we put our faith in Jesus Christ, Ephesians 1.13 says we were sealed, vacuum-packed with the Holy Spirit of promise. His Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit, the big Spirit with a capital S, sealed our little spirit. God created us in his image. We are spirit beings and we, have, we are spirits with a little s. And now through our union with Christ, because of what he did, he opened the way for us to receive the Holy Spirit and to be sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. You can find that in hundreds of places throughout the scriptures, that that's what he's done. And we are complete in our union with him. And all we have to do now is walk in the spirit. Learn to know what the word of God says. He says his words, that is, is the scripture. The words that are in the scripture are spirit in their life, John 6, 63. And when we read the word, study the word of God, and we feel that quickening, we feel like, wow, this is such good news. It's making me feel alive. It's because it's holy scripture. It's written, it's written by the Holy Spirit through men who were moved by the Holy Spirit, the Bible says. So we can trust the scripture that it's holy. That's why it's called a holy Bible. And only the Holy Spirit can help us to understand it. But when we read that scripture, we feel ourselves coming alive on the inside. That's evidence that we have the Holy Spirit in us, teaching us and leading and guiding us in the Holy Scripture. And then when we obey that word, whether it's a word of correction or a word of direction, when we obey the word of God, the Holy Spirit comes alive when we step and move. But you know, if we won't obey the written word when we see things plainly written in the scripture, then why would God give us a rhema word, a spoken word to us in our, in our conscience, in our mind, if we're not gonna obey the written word? You gotta first get into the written word of God, obey it, walk in it, find one scripture, write it on your hand, and then try to walk in it daily. 1 John 4, 13, walk in that today. How do we know that we abide in him and he abides in us? Because he's given us his spirit. 
He's not only given us the spirit, but it says we are complete in him. We are filled. Think of the first miracle of Jesus, the wedding at Cana. They run out of wine. And and Jesus says, you know, when Mary confronts him, says they're out of wine. And he says, man, what does that have to do with me? And Mary basically helps to shove Jesus into his ministry and says, you know what? Jesus says, woman, what does this have to do with me? They ran out of wine. What do you want me to do, basically? And then she finally just says to the servants, and that's us, think of this way, the servants, she finally says to them, just do whatever he says. And that's where she steps away and he starts his ministry, his first miracle there with those words, just do whatever he says. Man, powerful. Do whatever he says. And then he says, you know, bring me the six water pots and they, and they bring these six stone water pots. Six is the number of humanity. It's the number of man in the Bible. Stone also represents our humanity. And he says, fill them all the way with water. He takes the six pots and he asks the servants, he says, fill them all the way, not halfway to the, and it says they filled them to the brim. And the water is also a picture of the Holy Spirit in the Bible. And it's a picture of what Jesus was going to accomplish. Right at the beginning of his ministry, he gives us a foreshadow in that miracle of what he was gonna do in the long run. That's where we are today in the dispensation today of the grace of God. The mystery of this faith is Christ in us, the hope of glory, Colossians 1, 2, 7. He says, fill these pots all the way, just the way, like we're filled all the way with the Holy Spirit. And then he says to the servants, now draw it out. And by faith, they're like, why? He says, draw out the, draw it out. That will, you know, draw the water out, take it to the master of the banquet. And by faith, the servants, that's us, draw the water out, not realizing it's already made into wine. Maybe it was made into wine when they moved Whenever we move, the Holy Spirit moves. If we move on the command of God, at some point it was manifest to wine, best wine ever. And so God fills us up and we as servants need to just draw out what God's put in each of us. I think we really need to draw out. I think you really get blessed when you try to draw out of other people what God has placed in them. When you put others ahead of yourself as the scripture compels us to do, as Jesus compels us to do, put others ahead of ourselves. And that fulfills the word of God, Matthew 7, 13. I think that's Matthew seven thirteen. Do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. I think when we start drawing out of each other what God has placed in us, we, we see something of God that we never saw before. When we try to see Christ in other believers, call out their spiritual gifts, draw them out and say, boy, you have a gift of giving. You're such a giver. You're always picking up the check. You have such a gift to encourage people. That's a spiritual gift. It's listed in the Bible. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, it is. It's listed in the Bible, Romans 12, giving, spiritual gift, encouraging, a spiritual gift, teaching to all the teachers out there. Jesus was a teacher. That's what rabbi means. It's a spiritual gift to teach people. What a blessing. I want to just let you know today that you are a complete idiot. (laughs) 
You are a complete idiot. You're complete in your spiritual union with Christ. Walk in that spirit. Walk as a person complete. Don't let the idiot rule. The idiot is your flesh. And our flesh is dumb as a box of rocks. If we're led by our flesh, it leads to death. Read Romans 8. The mind of the flesh is, is death, it says in Romans 8, 6. The carnal mind or the fleshly mind is the enemy of God. Romans 8, 8, those that are in the flesh, the idiots cannot please God. So walk in the spirit and you won't fulfill the lusts of the flesh. Oh, but uh, how am I going to walk in the spirit? Because he's placed his spirit in you, Romans 8, 9, Romans 8, 10. He's already given you the Holy Spirit. The only thing you're lacking is belief. The scripture can't be broken. He says he's given you the spirit. You have the spirit. Walk in the spirit and fulfill God's word, God's will. When you move in faith and say, I have the Holy Spirit living in me, then God's power flows. But if you're going to doubt it and you're going to be a doubting Thomas and you're going to be double-minded, well, maybe I have the spirit, but I don't know, I'm back and forth between your flesh and your spirit, it's not going to work. Believe God's word is 100% accurate, reliable, integrous. And the scripture, John 10, 35, Jesus' own words, I'm going to close with these. The scripture can't be broken. The scripture can't be broken. When you find God's promise today for yourself in your devotional time today, tomorrow, whenever you cut away and do get your quiet time with the Lord and you see a word, embrace it and remember that that scripture cannot be broken.